0: Hello, I'm Hannah. And I'm Marie Claire. Welcome to Young and Struggling, the podcast by two 20-somethings who don't have a clue. Each week, we'll be discussing everything from navigating careers, relationships, social issues, and the challenges we face as young women. So buckle up and please keep your hands inside the cart at all times. Okay, we're on. Right, hello MC. Hi, Hannah. Welcome, welcome. Welcome back, yes, everybody. This is episode one. Yes,
1: yeah. properly episode one.
0: Yes. How was your week?
1: You know what? It's actually been quite long. Yeah. In a good way. Um, and it's felt like it's been Friday all day today. We're actually, well, we're okay. So we're recording on a Thursday. Yeah. But this will go out on a Friday. So it will be Friday for you if you're listening today.
0: Yes. Uh,
1: Sweet. but good nice. overall. Yeah. How about you?
0: Um, all right. I'm balancing uni and work and stuff. It's a little stressful. But it's okay, it's okay. Managing. Yeah, we're I'm managing. Just I'm about managing. spinning those plates. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, But this week, we decided we're going to chat about the male gaze versus the female gaze. And until about five minutes ago, Hannah did
1: not even know that the female gaze was a thing. I did not know there was a female gaze. So this is a very important educational episode. Yes. For us two sat around the table. I just knew that there was a
0: male gaze and I was affected by it. Which is very telling of what the male gaze does, I guess. I know. I just feel like it's more... The male gaze is more desired than... Yeah, so... I mean, I'm assuming. I still don't even know what it is, the female gaze. Okay,
1: so the male gaze... There might be people listening who don't really understand the concept of the male gaze either. Yeah. So I feel like I don't have a dictionary in front of me, but my understanding from your experience my understanding of what the male gaze is is the world seen through men's eyes projected onto women yeah would you say that's
0: is that your definition yeah i would say differently but i think that's what's interesting is i feel like people see it in different ways i personally view the male gaze as what I think men want to see when they look at women. So I think I think of wearing lots of makeup. I think of having your hair done. I think of wearing pretty scandally clothing. I think of, you know, that kind of thing. What men want to see. Um, and that's, yeah, that's their gaze. But, like, it's disgusting to me. But that's what I think it is.
1: I think it's both of what we've just described, right? Because yeah. it is, like this is a man's
0: world. Like, yes, exactly. That is what the male gaze is, right? Yes, and it makes me feel, yeah, very, when that, the male gaze, that term, just makes me feel like, we're, yeah, we're living in a man's world. And I also do just wanna preface this by saying like, I
1: don't wanna come across as if I'm like, man-hating. No. And like, the whole reason this topic came about mm-hmm. was because of a conversation you had at work?
0: Yes, so I I was talking to some girls at work um, and we were talking about how, so we are going to do, so obviously this month it is, um, International Women's Day next week. And on the, is it the 8th of March? I think it is. Yeah. It's like mid the middle of next
1: week. Cause people could be listening to this. In March, or they could be listening to it in December. That's so, so I true. I mean, and maybe it has international already Women's Day. I think is the eighth of March.
0: Yeah, I have a feeling it. We should know this. I know we should know this. <laughs> it's very bad um, that we don't know that for sure. I know. Um,
1: I view it as a month, though. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, I view it as a month. I mean, every day
0: should be International Women's Day. And I know. It's in my head. Yeah. In the ideal world. Mm. But so we are doing a lot of stuff for that day, because we're gonna do a post about it on where I work and we're doing a photo shoot of all the women who I work with. Um, And we were talking for ages about like, oh my gosh, what am I gonna do with my hair? What am I gonna do with my makeup? Um, I'm so nervous kind of thing. And we got talking about it and how we felt, we feel the need to put on makeup and get our hair done. Here's my first point. My first point is, do the men see
1: this differently to the women because society will accept them however they come, Mm -hmm. because they are, like, the dominant gender. Yeah. And they assume these positions of power and control, and therefore the expectations and the standards are lower, but they can achieve more with it than women. Whereas Mm -hmm. women traditionally and historically have had to fight, like, 50% harder
2: Mm -hmm.
0: just to... To get to like a tenth of where the men can get yeah do you see what i'm saying so maybe it's like we were even talking about like how our haircuts are more expensive and doing all this stuff costs money but there's still a pay gap with like a lot of jobs you know there's still a pay gap yeah today which is nuts so it's like it's just not adding up and i'm thinking about what
1: you were saying there around like you kind of maybe do these things because of the male gaze yes and i was thinking about my own perspective on this
2: mm-hmm.
1: and i genuinely don't think i get dressed to like satisfy a male need 95 mm-hmm. percent of the time
2: mm-hmm.
1: i wear what i want to wear because i want to wear it i'm not really thinking about how men will view me yeah there are some scenarios where I'm thinking about what everyone will view me as. Like, for example, like I work in an office, so mm-hmm. I want to dress like smart and presentably because that goes with like the nature of the role. But I'm not thinking like, oh my god, will this random man like think, yeah, badly of me if I wear like a tracksuit as opposed to like wearing like a blouse? Mm-hmm. But then that's where that like other five percent creeps in for me because if there are some scenarios where I will dress because i want to be perceived in a certain way
2: mm-hmm.
1: for example like if i go to the pub i will wear something that i wouldn't wear to the office for yeah. example because i want but is people that not to perceive me okay. no that's not so this oh, is where my okay well no it is like they're all my choices mm-hmm. but it's partly also because i want people i want people to fancy me yeah. Of course. <laughs> yeah 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 so yeah. I don't think you can ever be like totally one way or the other. Because I was no. just thinking to myself like I don't think I do do that. And then I was like, oh no, I actually do. Yeah. I mean, that's how I would be. It and it's as well. ingrained in you, isn't it?
0: Yes. I would say talking about this, I wouldn't say that this is not an everyday thing. Mm-hmm. I just think it's interesting that it's still in there, no matter how small or little. You know, um, there are certain situations where where we want to look good for for people other than ourselves. Yeah. Um, and I feel like that's kind of built in somehow. But the male gaze is is definitely perceived in that, like
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know, it's that classic thing of like a woman doesn't wear makeup to work one day, and her male boss says to her like, "Oh, yeah, you look a bit tired, darling." And it's yeah. like, okay, well, great, this is just my face. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah. that is, yeah, it's just it's very difficult to kind of think
0: that. Oh my god, I don't, I don't do that. But mm-hmm. actually, everyone does it to a point. Yeah, because I think pretty privilege is a thing. And I think people benefit from it all the time. Mm-hmm. And part of pretty privilege is the male gaze. You know, satisfying that male gaze gets you pretty privilege.
1: Yes, that is true. Mm-hmm. Like, those kind of... those. It's like a set of guidelines, right? That's, like, unwritten. Mm-hmm. And it's this like, these beauty standards that for the majority of people is... Completely unachievable,
2: Mm.
1: because it's it's it is unrealistic. Mm -hmm. These beauty standards that men set, yeah, and men have set, and there is like there's so many definitions of expressing your personality Mm -hmm. and being beautiful, but the one that is the most accepted in society is like luscious long hair, like Mm -hmm. big red lipstick, yeah, fair skin, big boobs. Yes, yes, all these things that are very unattainable yeah but i think are becoming like energetic have you seen this filter that's come out no but there are some crazy filters there's this one that's come out i think it's called like bold glamour or something on tiktok Mm -hmm. it's insane in a bad way right because it literally totally changes your face structure yeah it gives you like Chin filler, like cheek filler, mm-hmm. lips done, eyebrows different shape, nose, like everything is different. Yeah, but it's just like ever so slight changes where you're looking at it. If you mm-hmm. were looking at it for long enough, you would start to believe that this was like attainable. And yeah. the fact that these filters are even being made mm-hmm. as like the beauty standard, yeah, all feeds into this like rhetoric of
0: that male gaze. But don't you want to also think, yeah, like who designed that? You know, who t- who's telling us this? That who's this is off what? On that? Yeah. That this is what's in, you know? Yeah. Is it, like, the fashion industry or, like, like who is in charge here and telling us we need, we're supposed to look this way?
1: Yeah, like, where does it come from? Yeah. Where does that start?
0: I mean, yeah.
1: I guess in, like, modern
0: day... I mean, influencers and stuff, right? Well, I don't know. I feel like influencers kind of go along with what's in but i don't know if they if they kind of write the rules i feel like this whole um like body types and things like that you know they change every generation what's desirable yeah what changes it i feel like it's a male a male driven thing it's of changing be. body changing bodies yeah for women but because maybe, maybe, maybe i'm wrong for a long
1: time it's been like the big bomb has been like yeah. a huge thing. It's but usually like
0: sexualizing
1: things. That is true. Yes. The over sexualization mm-hmm. of women I think yeah. f- is is a massive issue. Yeah. In this whole thing.
0: Yeah. It's crazy though how much the body the desired body shape changes though, over time. Like have you seen that video of like, you know, it goes through all the body types that were desired through the years. And it's, like, every, like, generation has a different one. And they're so crazily different in size, shape, everything, Mm -hmm. proportions. And it's just, like, who, you know... No women will fit the bill for, like, you know... No. Multiple of those in their lifetime.
1: No. And what they say is true, like everyone is, everyone is
0: different shapes and sizes. Yes. And it's definitely, I think shapes and sizes is so much to do with genetics. Cause when I was young growing up, I always really wanted like a tiny waist. Um, and, but I'm built with like big hips and I'm, Mm -hmm. and I know that I'm built like that now because I'm at an age where I've embraced it. And it's something that I love about myself now, but growing up, I kept thinking that it was just because I was like fat or just because I was like unhealthy and that like you know if I really worked hard enough I would get there but you know it's just so like your body's supposed to be a certain way Um, that you were born you know you were born to have your body and I think especially when you're younger it's so easy to just think I could get that body if I really tried hard enough and that's just not true. I.
1: Was that classic person growing up. I mean, I think I've definitely come out the other side of it now, and I'm, like, in a place of body acceptance. Mm-hmm. Um... And it's... See, it's funny, because when I look back at photos now, I don't see it. But I always considered myself to have, like, thunder thighs yeah. in quotation marks. Yeah. Or, like, bigger legs. And it was always something that I was, like, extremely aware of. Yeah. And I would say, like, all throughout my teenage years... hmm Um probably from the age of about 13. Yeah. Up till relatively recently, like Mm. I maybe grew out of that when I was like 20, Mm
2: -hmm.
1: 21. For context, I'm 24 now. Mm -hmm. I was doing everything I possibly could to like minimize my legs. Yeah, And I
0: grew up in the thigh gap generation. I was gonna say like Tumblr era, it was all about the thigh gap. And if you didn't have one, it was like you were seen as big. It which is actually so... crazy. But
1: the thing is, I was surrounded by a lot of girls at school, of course, because when you're in school, you you tend to have like quite a childlike body. So for yeah. some people, that can be more more attainable than others. Yeah. People <sighs> hit puberty at I different was points. Never, never close to that. But I mm-hmm. genuinely thought that that was something that if I if I just like exercised enough, if I just yeah. like worked on it enough,
0: yeah. that would happen I for me. Ate way less. Yeah, yeah, you would
1: lose the weight. Yeah, I know. And I wasn't concerned about like any other part of my body I was just like right I've just got to have this gap between my thighs yeah and which is so
0: crazy yeah I
1: mean I look back now on photos and I'm like you, you weren't really thunder
0: thighs like you were muscular mm-hmm. I feel like we have similar body types in that way because I definitely have grown up with the same thing like bigger legs mm-hmm. and yeah I just think it's a it's it comes down to your body type and i feel like yeah sexualizing one is mm. so bad especially for i feel really bad for young young girls it was it sucked growing up as a yeah, girl me too purely and for that reason definitely then mm-hmm. i
1: was thinking about how boys at school would look at me yeah wearing a school skirt and having like these massive thighs mm-hmm. even though that really wasn't the case but it was such a big concern yeah. of mine so definitely yeah, I'm. I'm very glad I'm not like fifteen now because I just think oh,
2: yeah.
1: there is so. Every bit of society, is like part of how you look now. Like the social media generation. Yeah. That is all about how Plus. you look to yeah. other people. Dating
0: apps too, like that's such a big part of, of like Gen Z romance is dating apps, and it's all like based off of photos. You know, it's that's about what people look at.
1: Yeah, you putting yourself on a you. platter yeah,
0: and them looking at you and deciding mm. if you're good enough. They know yeah. nothing else about you. And that's another thing I feel like is quite male-gazy is when you're choosing your photos to go on your profile. That's it's a It's like, point. which ones, you know, do I want a guy to see and which ones will a guy think I look good in? Because I have put one on my profile before that was like me in like a sports jersey or something. <laughs> and I was like, oh, that'll probably get me some extra likes. Like, you know. I'm going to be it's... such a hypocrite now because... I had not even thought of that, but I yeah. will do this
1: too. I'll be like, okay, there's one of me, um, you know, having fun. There's one with me with friends. Yeah. There's one with me, um, wearing a nice dress. There's one of me looking sporty and I'm like, great, now I've covered
0: all the bases. Exactly. And that's not, you're not putting that collection up there for you. <laughs> no, it's you know not I for mean? me. it's for them. That's one of those examples where, yeah, I do think, like... Being controlled by the male gaze is not a common, like a common occurrence, but it sneaks up in it those really other aspects of our lives, um, and it just makes you wonder, like, will there ever be a time where you know we don't think about that? I don't probably not.
1: Oh, I really thought I was going to sit here and be like,
0: I don't do that, like yeah, <laughs> that's not me.
1: But yeah, you are right. It does, it really does sneak into
0: a lot of aspects of our life, without actually noticing. Yeah. And it kind of makes me feel sad sometimes, especially with the dating app thing, because it's like, am I being my most genuine self? No. You know, it's, that's another thing about Instagram. You know, a lot of people posting just to like show that they're like going out, that they have friends, that they own this beautiful dress, you know, all this kind of stuff. And it always makes me think like, I just, I want to be like the most genuine person I can be, but growing up in this generation, it's like, You're not really accepted unless you kind of check certain boxes. Yeah, that is true. But I would
1: like to think that with our generation, certainly, we all kind of know that Instagram
0: is the best bits. Like, we all do kind of know that at the back of our heads. Yeah, yeah. Um, But do you ever, like, you know, when you're talking to your friend about, like, they went on a date with a guy and you're like, let's see his Instagram, you know, a lot of the judgment is based off of that Instagram. It's true. Like, virtually all of it, actually. Yeah. So we've talked about the male gaze quite a lot. Yeah. I think we should... The female gaze! Yes. Because I actually have no idea what that is. I Can I tell you what I think it is? Sure. If I was to guess. Sure. I would think it's how we want men to look. And so, you know... I would say, if, if we're going by, like, traditions... I would say probably the female gaze is... Um, like, the, like the male gaze traditions. So, by the way, when we're talking about the male gaze, it is kind of... Um, generalizing because I'm sure men like different things but um, with the female gaze if it's going by traditions I'm going to assume it's like a muscular tan tall guy so I don't want to just like shoot you down
1: okay did I get it wrong I might be wrong I don't know that is is probably an interpretation of the female gaze but the way that I understand the female gaze is so if the male gaze is the world seen through men's eyes and how they see women, the female gaze is the world through a woman's eye.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And that lends seeing women.
2: So oh, seeing like, women?
1: Yeah, so like an example of that would be like... Oh, I thought dressing, i was seeing men. No, dressing for yourself. Um, going and... Dressing is quite a big one because it's like, you know, if you wanted to go out and impress a man, you might wear like something, I don't know, that is maybe a bit more revealing yeah, because you want to attract that attention of the man whereas yeah. the female gaze version of that would be like wearing a very pretty um, like flowing feminine dress because you feel just like really amazing comfortable in it or like going and sitting
0: in a coffee shop by yourself and just like really enjoying your own company okay oh my god I love that so would this count as female gaze mm-hmm. if I was like walking down the street and I saw this girl wearing something like totally crazy but like really like fun and I think to myself oh my god like I love that for her and I wish I could wear that yes is that kind of female gaze-y yes. Okay. because I do that all the time yes that is exactly what I is okay so is the female gaze like generally a positive thing yes is there a specific look to the female gaze or is it anything uh, no, I wouldn't say this is like a specific
1: look in that way, but it's it's yeah, it's like breaking down those like male gaze barriers, yeah, and life through like a woman's gaze. Like I saw an example of this on Instagram earlier. So Harry Styles, I'm sure he's going to come up quite a lot in this series cause from you, I'm a big fan. <laughs> Harry Styles has had two photographers,
2: mm-hmm.
1: one of them has been male and one of them has been female. Okay, you can probably look this up, but the types of photos that the two take are like astronomically different the points Mm. of view the kind of like insights that his female photographer gets are just so much different to Mm. his male photographer who he's currently on tour with like you can probably backdate it in his instagram and you can actually you can see the chronological difference Mm. i would urge anyone to look at this because i feel like this is actually quite a good example of both the female and ma- male gaze in contrast with one another. Yeah, and we can look at it after this for you to be like, oh, I, I see, Compare. I see. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um.
0: So yeah, the female gaze is like a really, really positive. So thing like comparing the two, because when I think of the male gaze, I think of like a specific set of of like a list of things. Mm-hmm. Um, that are traditionally like preferred by men, is. So the female gaze, is that kind of reclaiming the word gaze and kind of, like, opening it up to just wearing what you love? I mean, it definitely goes beyond, like, what you wear. It goes
1: into behaviours and Mm. things that you do and conversations that you have. It feeds into everything. But But it's like,
0: it's like kind of a woman-loving term?
1: Yeah, yeah. It's very positive, whereas... Yeah, I guess the male gaze is not necessarily seen in, in a positive way. Mm-hmm. The female gaze definitely
0: is. Oh my gosh, interesting. Okay, I can't believe you've never heard of it. No, I have never heard of that. But, like, I, I practice it all the time. Mm. I always think, I always see people like who look so good, like women who look so good and, like, you know, look so confident in themselves, and I always think, like, oh my god, yes. Like, you look great. So, like, the difference would be taking...
1: If you take like a posed photo, I would see that as like quite male gazey. Yeah. Whereas the female gaze would be like a candid photo. Okay. That's female gaze because it's like it's really in the moment. Like yeah. you're not thinking about external factors, external things. Like
0: just celebrating you.
1: Yeah, it's very raw. Okay. It's not performative for anyone else.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Interesting. I did. I had no idea. Mm-hmm but I I'm I'm glad that the definition wasn't what I was thinking. Me too. <laughs> Cuz I was kind of thinking like male gazey like still going to be kind of toxic like you know what we like classically want in men, you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I'm glad that that's kind of been reclaimed in a way. Yeah, to for the better. Yeah, so it's it's really positive. I think it's good to
1: kind of use that to combat some of those more like toxic
2: mm, Thought uh, patterns.
1: Yeah, and like Ways that play out in our lives and things that mm-hmm. subconsciously happen every day.
2: Yeah.
0: Wow. Where did you? Where do you see things about the female gaze? Is that like a? I've definitely.
1: Mm, I've probably heard about them on podcasts before. Okay. Definitely. Yeah. And I've read about it. Who speaks about it quite a lot? Do you know Florence Given? Yes. She talks about the female gaze a lot. Okay. Um. Yeah, I think it's just in. In my outlets, I yeah. try and like to. I like to try and
0: surround yourself with stuff. Yeah, like that, that is kind of good movements
2: mm-hmm.
0: and good. People I definitely to need to have a a cleansing of sorts and kind of like of my follows and and what I, media I surround myself in because I don't really try hard enough for that and I think it probably changes your mindset so much. Yeah, to see like a certain kind of content every day instead of. Because I would consider you as someone
1: who's quite like clued up on most things, but I was quite surprised that you had never heard of the days. Yes,
0: yeah. I'm not that actually. You know, with some things, I think I'm kind of beh- I'm kind of behind with some things. Like for example, TikTok. Mm. And for those of you don't who don't know, MC got me to download it like a few weeks ago.
1: Yeah, I mean, we're probably polar opposite ends of the scale on that one because yeah, I was, MC I'm obsessed loves. with TikTok probably to an unhealthy extent. But, but like, down, love that for you, down with the kids. I was oh yeah not. gotta try my
0: hardest yeah i'm like behind i'm very much a I i'll watch like recycle tiktoks on instagram reels so i'm always behind on things yeah but i think a lot of our generation do that do you think i think so
1: i don't have that many friends on tiktok i have like about six or seven that i'll like regularly send a tiktok to and will yeah. regularly send one back to me
0: right
1: but i don't think right. it's that it hasn't like caught on yeah they're sl- we're slowly age, getting there. in the same way yeah
0: yeah, for sure. But I'm glad you made me do it because I think I was kind of embarrassed to do it because of all the, you know, TikTok dances and kitties and. You That's know. the thing. I think people that don't use it see it
1: as a platform where people just like. There's like a viral song and they do a little dance. Like, yeah, yeah granted, <laughs> there is a lot of
0: that. But there's so much other stuff on there. A lot. I had no idea. There's recipes, there's workouts, there's. You know, hair routines. There's all this stuff that I'm loving. Yeah. So. Yeah, there's, there's all sorts. So
1: this is not an ad on no. <laughs> TikTok. No, but if you was. want to sponsor us, we I will really, happily yeah. take that loot. <laughs> Please. Um, but, yeah, it's a really cool platform. Yeah. We've kind of really divulged there. Yeah, we have. But I, I think... But I then wanna... equally again, Yeah. my goodness, there is so much performative showing off this is this is me but this is not the real me on TikTok. Is there? I mean I love it because like there's so many people who post like outfit videos and stuff. Yeah. But essentially what they're doing is just literally I will do this too. Filming themselves in wearing a cool outfit
2: mm-hmm. to
1: a cool song and then they post it on the internet. Yeah. Which is cool because I like to consume cool fashion and stuff like that.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Kind of inspiration as well. Fashion yes. And that's a good way to look at it. Mm-hmm. But also like People are doing this for the clout, aren't they? Like mm. you know, you you can get a hundred likes on a TikTok very easily. It's really? not difficult. Yeah. Wow. Proofs in the pudding. <laughs> but follow MC on TikTok. <laughs> no, don't. <laughs> really don't. Um <laughs> But yeah, I think that's also another like thing is because it's just like Yeah. People you've never met, mm-hmm. that'll give you a little like. That gives you a little boost of dopamine, perhaps. Oh yeah, from Instagram, oh. I mean it's the same thing, isn't it? I love getting like yeah but that doesn't necessarily translate into the real world no so it's kind of fake I think that feeds into this idea of like being this gratification culture yeah that we have Mm -hmm. because I guess ultimately that kind of what is what the male gaze is all about is like
0: being gratified by men and being accepted I was gonna say though how do you describe that with like removing like the gross men who are like, you know, like catcalling.
1: Yeah. <laughs> like that
0: doesn't feel good.
1: Yeah. Well, I guess the reason if, if it feels nice, it's probably because you
0: are an attraction to them. Do you think? Because I've been complimented like that from a guy that I trust,
2: mm-hmm.
0: but w- and do not fancy, and it still made me feel like oh, like like you know, it made me. I mean, it's me always nice to
1: receive a compliment, right? But yeah, I guess if you trust them and you, you respect their opinion, then it's it's going to feel nice. Yeah. But I also think mm-hmm. it bears more weight if a man pays you a compliment because... And this is going to be, like, a real sweeping statement here, but, like... Make it, girl. Men sometimes will pay less attention to the small details. Oh, Whereas yeah. I, I've i come in to your house today and been like, oh, my mm-hmm. God, I love your jumper, because mm-hmm. I've never seen this jumper on you before. The yeah. context, Hannah's wearing, like, a really nice, like, blue <laughs> jumper. I don't see Hannah wear, like, a lot of blue.
0: No, I thought, like, splash of colour, got it in the Lazy off sale... So it's really it like nice. like 20 bucks or something.
1: Walked in and was like, oh my God, I love your jumper.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Whereas a friend or a, a man in your life might walk in and have not necessarily
2: yeah. picked
1: up on that straight away. Because generally, men don't necessarily notice those little things. So when mm. they do, or they're mm. like, oh, like I like your nails, I'd be like, oh, you noticed my nails. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's surprising. Yeah, it would make me feel a type of way. Whereas mm-hmm. if a girl noticed it, I would just be like, Well, obviously she's going to notice that.
0: Yeah. Like, thank you for noticing the obvious. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) No, that's true. And I think that's why it kind of bears more weight because they never notice things. When they do, it's like so, like, you know, I must look so good today because why else would they notice? Yeah, and why else would they pay me a compliment
1: if they didn't actually think it because men don't actually say things unless they mean it. Which is actually kind of a good trait
0: Mm -hmm. in a sense. And I think that's what the difference is when it comes to like men giving compliments versus catcalling, is catcalling is generally very sexualized and objectifying, and I think this like you know if a man on the street that I didn't know comp like said like oh I love your sweater you know I would I would I would probably feel good about that mm-hmm. do you know what I mean yeah but you know cat I think men just have it, ra- it wrong in their heads and think well maybe they're not even thinking of us at all they're probably not thinking of us at all are they when they catcall no I think.
1: Cat is such a strange thing or just like general street harassment. Yeah. Is it like Out- a proving to your friends kind of thing? I don't know because I've been like harassed in the outdoors yeah. when, when a man has not been around any of his friends. Like I had, to, if I think of an example recently, this happened to me a few months ago, mm-hmm. but I used to get on the same bus at the same time every single day to work. Mm. This was probably... like This must have been in the depths of winter because I was leaving and it was dark still. Mm. So that made me feel a bit more vulnerable. Yeah. And... I mean, that is quite a normal thing for people mm. to get on the same mode of transport every every day of the week. Like, that's commuting. That's what happens.
2: Mm.
1: But there was this guy who... It happened, like, twice in a row. Yeah. So he would get on the bus, come and sit, like, right behind me and say hello to me. Mm. But in, like... It just felt very uncomfortable. Yeah.
0: It was like the not depths welcomed. of
1: winter. Yeah, and like, I, I I didn't know him at all, and I yeah. didn't want to speak to him. I
0: feel like that's something men should just know as well, like, to not do that. Like, why someone would think that's okay, in generally. Well,
1: once I thought, oh, maybe he thinks I'm someone else. Like,
0: I just sort of brushed it off. Yeah. But then it happened
1: again the following day, and I was like, oh, this is, like, a thing. Mm-hmm. And because I didn't feel comfortable, I, like, ch- I changed how I was getting to work. Mm. It was dark. Like, I felt vulnerable. So, yeah, maybe he was trying to chat to me or something, but it didn't make me feel comfortable. And there's, like, ways of doing that.
0: Yes. I think that's such a big thing is how you approach situations. Yeah. And that, I think, just generally, they're never approached in the right way. No. And,
1: like, he wasn't... He wasn't... Yeah, he wasn't, like, trying to get to know me. He was just trying to make me feel a type of way I think and yeah. it just did make me feel I mean for some
0: I feel like for some it is a power thing as well that's true if you have the power to make someone feel not very good i mean yeah i think some pe- some men or people generally kind of get off on that
1: the power trip
0: yeah which is so sad yeah
1: and it's it was such a shame that i felt like i then had to like change my whole routine
0: yeah but it- i did feel like i had to do that I know. What we always have to do. That's another thing is like, I feel like as women, we always have to change what we're doing to like, to satisfy men's routines. And you know, when they get involved, it's always us who has to change our behavior and you know, what we wear so that it doesn't affect them. I used to have to walk home like around three in the morning. And I had this, I had like, I had this routine nailed down and it was like, I, it took me a longer way to get home because I had to go down roads with lights. Um, I would have, I would bring a huge black hoodie with me to work and I would put it on on my way back so that like from the back I kind of wouldn't look like a woman, you know? Yeah. It would make me look more manly and I would put the hood up And, you know, I did all these things because, like, at the end of the day, I just want to get home safe. And, like, the fact that, like, it's very common for women not to or to be bothered. Mm -hmm. I just feel like we have to change our behavior all the time. And men just don't even think about it. Yeah. And, again, I do just want to say,
1: when we're saying, like, men, Mm -hmm. I don't want to include, like, I know that it's not all men.
0: It's a balance, isn't it? Because I feel like, as women, we have the right to talk about these things and... I think if men get offended in some way and like kind of say well it's not me that's the problem I think they need to realize that like it's such a big problem and maybe there are the odd like few who like know what to do and you know know how to help women I think everybody just needs to realize like the problem is so bad now that it's like okay we get maybe some of you are on our side and that's so great but just I feel like just let us talk about it and like educate people. Because I feel like there's also a lot of men that wouldn't necessarily say they need help on learning on what to do and how to make women feel safer because they would like to think that they know that already. But not everybody does. This is another thing. When um, we were talking about that woman who got murdered by a policeman,
2: mm-hmm.
0: there were a lot of posts going around at the time, which I really liked, that were say- wrote, written by women and had like a list of steps on how you can make women feel more safe. Women you don't even know. Like, for example, cro- like if a woman is walking in front of you on the, on the sidewalk, like just crossing across the street and walking on the other side, even just tiny things like that can make women feel so much more comfortable. Um, and I think just men don't really know those small things because uh, there's never been really an opportunity for us to tell them kind of what we like and what we feel safe being around. But then when that event happened, it kind of charged like this force and um, men were listening. So I think
1: that Mm -hmm. was, I guess for me, it's just kind of like if inaction adds to the problem, right? So by doing nothing, you actually Mm -hmm. add more
0: to the issue. Yeah. And I feel like being like, oh, but, you know, I'm I'm one of the good guys. You know, I feel like that is part of doing nothing. I feel like that is just so not helpful. For when men, you know, say like it's not all men, but of of course, it, like we know, we it's know it's men. not all men, and yeah, we we do know that. Um, yeah. But I would say there's more men who don't know than there are who do,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and I think we can talk about it. And I, I think I think... come from a uh, kind of an echo
1: chamber in this respect because I have a lot of men like, whether that be in my family or, like, friends and stuff in my life mm. who, like, who do have similar <clears throat> viewpoints and... Mm-hmm. And are with it. Yeah, mm-hmm.
0: and, you know, are decent people. I just... Yeah. See, that's, that's what's funny is because I grew up with all sisters mm-hmm. and I literally know no men who, sure. like, have it... Who know what to do and, you know. Yeah. There's always things they can... Im- I, like, I really appreciate... The men that I do know generally are good and like on our side and like down to, you know, do what they can to help. But I wouldn't say that any of them actively, you know, put it into practice every day. And so I, that's probably feeds into, you know, my openness about talking about it because it just mm-hmm. angers me all the time because mm-hmm. I see so much of the opposite happening. But yeah, it's interesting comparing to you because you mm-hmm. see so much good and that's amazing. Yeah, that's it's like a really fortunate
1: position for me to be in and I, I know not everyone is in that position.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um I feel like we've kind of like gone away from
0: I our know. Point
1: kind of this is. is
0: an interesting point
1: though in this discussion like mm-hmm. we have had a lot of similar viewpoints and stuff. Yes. But you've gone in quite like hard about yes. like the male gaze. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I I completely agree with like Ninety percent of the things that we've said, mm. but we come from different viewpoints. Yeah, and different. That is, we come why come I different like this, By the way, <laughs> I don't know. MC is in like, an interesting <laughs> position. I'm sat in like a really weird position. <laughs> I'm like cradling my ear.
2: Go for anyway, it, though. Love. Um,
1: <laughs> so yeah, I think our our worlds are different, aren't they? Yeah. So we
0: are going to have different experiences. I would love to have like men who, who know like, how to help and in the right ways around mm. me. I just don't, though. Mm. So I think that's, you know... Hopefully it's refreshing for you. <laughs> it is. It gives me hope, MC. Yeah. It gives me hope, that's what I'll tell you. Yeah. Because I'm mostly surrounded by, like, men my own age who I don't really know, you know, and just none of them really know, like... But the best thing
1: you can do is to educate them. Because trust me, mm-hmm. I've had loads of conversations with the men in my immediate like family life Mm -hmm. um for context I have two brothers um one of whom is older than me and one of who is younger than me um and a great stepdad and like we've had so many conversations about these kinds of topics before and that's great all you can do is just, like, share education with one another and share experiences, and hopefully through sharing experiences, that is, like, how you get to a point of utopia. Success. (laughs)
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. It's just tricky because I feel like... See, this is the whole thing of, like, it seems like like, your family are so lovely and get it, but I feel like most men, like, you know, we've been... telling our experiences for generations and I feel like a lot of them just don't even really, I don't know, don't Yeah, I mean, don't get
1: me wrong, it's it is still a battle
2: mm.
1: all the time, like...
0: Especially living in a city, like, yes. you really see it in such a first-hand ha- first level yes. that it's like, okay, like, what? How is this... How are women still treated this way?
2: Yeah, like, and we still
0: have experiences now
2: mm.
1: from largely well, no, all of the time, from random men who I think, why have Mm -hmm. you just done that? Yeah. Or, like, why are you doing this? Mm -hmm. Things that put me in, like, vulnerable situations. Yeah. Um,
0: So, yeah. It's tricky, isn't it? It is. Because I totally agree with you. Like, I know that there are good people out there because I have a dad who's amazing. Um, My sisters have boyfriends who are great, you know, and they, my sisters are like me. They would not put up with, like, bullshit. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so they're all on board. And there are good men out there. But it's just the majority of them don't know. And so it's just, like, I am not, I don't hold back when I talk about this. Because I literally, like. No. As is your right.
1: Mm-hmm. And 100%, the world and the fields that we navigate in mm. is totally, like, all of our actions are to do with. This is a man's world.
0: Yes. Satisfy that gaze. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> um, so I'm glad we've had this conversation, Hannah.
0: I know. I learned a lot, MC. Yeah? I was, like, not on board with, like, do you want to know something? You've made my day. Female gaze, mm-hmm. lot, like, literally made me feel good. Yeah. Knowing that women are, like, bigging up women. Yeah. That's, that's great. That's... I feel like we all, as, as a gender, we got each other's backs. Yes. Even other genders, you know, I don't know how to explain that. Marginalised genders. Yes. Mm -hmm. We got each other's back.
1: And that's always been like the most encouraging thing for me.
0: Yes, definitely.
1: Definitely. Well, I think that's quite a good, um, nice note to end it on.
0: I think so too. Thank you for listening. Yeah. Thank you for listening to episode one. Um, And, um, see you in episode two. Yeah. Who knows what we'll be talking about next week. Yeah. Something juicy.
1: Thank you for listening to Young and Struggling. I've been MC. I've been Hannah. See you next week for more fun and tales of woe. Oh, and some more juicy gas. Don't forget to subscribe on all various platforms and leave us a review.
0: Let us know what you think.
1: Only if it's
2: nice though.
0: Yeah, no bully. (laughs) Bye. Bye.